0: Welcome to another edition of the Dos Marcos Podcast. I'm Mark Kinsley. And I'm Mark Quinn. This is obviously a very difficult time for many people. The world is changing rapidly, and we're doing our best just to keep up with some of the resources and the response from the industry. One of the things out there right now we want to make you uh, aware of, especially if you're a nationwide member, is the Coronavirus Resource Center for the Independent Retail Channel. You can find that through MemberNet platform. And it's all kinds of resources with best practices, documents from credible resources and fellow retailers, how to communicate to your existing customers and team members during the coronavirus pandemic, policies and procedures uh, for maintaining um, your business, in-store messaging procedures, best practices for uh, warehousing, delivery service operation, all those things. So you can go and check it out through the MemberNet platform through Nationwide Marketing Group.
1: You know, Kinsley, when Mike Whitaker took us through some of the stuff that they're doing, it really blew me away. So it's a great uh, thing that Nationwide has done there. So everyone go check that out. Also, we had Jeff Rose on the last show we did. And Jeff did a terrific job of talking about Nationwide and a lot of the things that they're doing uh, for their members. So go back and listen to the last episode or one of the episodes of uh, Dos Marcos podcast. Uh, we also want to acknowledge peer Care. You know, we've talked to Sean and Sarah, and another big sponsor for us, and we are very grateful to them. They just want to make sure everyone in this audience knows that uh, their thoughts and prayers are with this uh, group of people, and uh, you know, they're they're doing some stuff behind the scenes as well, trying to make sure that uh, everything is uh, relevant when things get back to normal, whatever that means. And you know, Kinsley, they have a couple things like the weighted blanket, so people are having trouble sleeping. It's a great device for just adding a little bit of security. So there's a lot of mental anguish out there. So this might be something that could help you or your customers. And then, of course, in terms of germ spread, they've got some great uh, protectors that help fight the antimicrobial problem or the germ issue, some mattress protectors and things like that. So there are some very relevant products in the Pure Care Stabilo products. So uh, everyone can check that out at purecare.com. Dos Marcos
2: Podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley.
0: I truly felt bad for you at the time.
2: He's Mark Quinn.
0: I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant.
2: Together, they are Dos Marcos.
0: We want to welcome to the show, Mr. Mike Magnuson. Mike is the founder of Goodbed.com and the CEO of Goodbed.com. He's a friend of the show. He's a frequent speaker in the mattress industry. And you're not just a friend of the show, Mike. You're actually <laughs> our friend. Individually, yeah, that's
3: true. <laughs> really, just a friend of the show. Let's keep it at that.
0: Yeah, I want to keep that's it. To. We're, we're gonna fly pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep this professional. <laughs> It's debatable, and sometimes if people want to claim friendship with Quinn and I, so we had to use the show as the vehicle for getting the friendship. Yeah, that's all well,
3: I'm willing to
1: publicly admit to is that I'm a friend of the show. You know what? You need to check yourself, Magnuson. Uh, <laughs> if if you and Kinsley get robbed together, there should be a bond there that never goes away, and that should be strong. So,
0: no matter what. Well, that's that, To take people back in time a little bit, Mike and I were robbed in San Francisco, and there's video footage of that event um, on YouTube. And the YouTubers that responded to that were not the kindest crew of people that I imagined would respond. I mean, they were basically <laughs> that's looking the most at most
3: empathetic, like, <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, so if if you and I were in San Francisco right now, describe. You know, and we were maybe getting ready to go to another mattress industry event, sleep tech summit event. Where would that even be happening? Am I there? Quinn's getting attacked by Bigfoot.
3: Flaked as usual. I think that's probably the scenario that we're painting. That's very hurtful. We are just assuming that you were invited, but then at the last minute, canceled. And so it's Quinn and it's Kinsley and I going around san francisco because i was just,
1: sick because i was it, it, definitely sick in my hotel room is that what you're talking about
3: we're just trying to keep this scenario realistic Real li- so. okay
1: so i'm sick in my hotel room <laughs> fine go ahead finish your story
3: uh yeah so you're asking what the scene is here in san francisco right now yeah
0: take us inside because for people who don't know san francisco is under a shelter in place i guess you would call it a mandate how yeah, would you yeah, describe it a-
3: yeah, it's a government mandate. It's legal, like it's actually a criminal misdemeanor. Well, I don't know about criminal, but it is it is a misdemeanor to be uh, found in violation of this uh, mandate. So, um, so the scene is: I just went out for a run this morning. For example, and I went out at rush hour in the morning, and um, you know, a time when the streets and the, and the highways would normally be just teeming with cars trying to get into the city, and uh, it was more like the traffic level of two in the morning. You know or midnight sort of that that level of of cars uh there were some people on the sidewalks but way fewer than than normal certainly for that time of day um i'd say it consists of like a mix of people walking their dogs other people out doing exercise which is totally both of which are totally allowed fortunately um and then you know just uh a few like construction workers or a few people maybe trying to get to whatever their essential jobs might be hospitals and uh, food distribution and, and and retail and so forth. Um, those things are all still functioning, but um, yeah, so it's a pretty quiet scene on the streets of San Francisco, um, which is a little bit eerie. Uh, but that's that's kind of the new the new normal, I think here for certainly for the foreseeable future. And the question, kind of that we'll probably tackle. One of the things we'll probably tackle on this call is like for how long so um and 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 how soon before the rest of you all are kind of in a similar situation to what we're in now
0: yeah because quinn and i are obviously in the middle of the country and as as goes popular music and anything else that spreads as a trend uh usually takes a while to get to the middle of the country and i think um this is a similar situation i mean it's starting on the coast washington state's been very hard hard hit California, New York, the cases reported here in the Midwest that I've heard about, the the most recent one locally was somebody who'd been in New York City, uh, actually the last two. And so these things are, you know, starting in the coast and then coming our direction. So if if you're gonna give us a little bit of an insight into how people have responded to that and what that early response was like, and then how things have taken shape in your assessment of the situation now, describe that for people. Um, obviously I, aren't in San Francisco. I,
3: I think people here were pretty quick to, in general, they were pretty quick to get it. I mean, we've seen over the last three, four weeks, uh, the amount of people who are going to office has been going way down. I mean, traffic levels in general, even before they announced this shelter-in-place mandate, were, were well below norms. So a lot of people had sort of started to just uh, self Isolate um, already schools. A lot of the schools started closing over the last couple of weeks, but the big um, drop off in closings didn't start till this week, coinciding with the shelter in place. They announced it last week, um, and then they didn't announce the shelter in place till this week. But they all ultimately they ended up more or less coinciding. Um, so so people have been tapering off. I would say uh, with some notable exceptions of people like st patrick's day revelers that were still packed into bars on sunday but uh but more or less i'd say like people have been starting to take this pretty seriously um but but of course businesses were still open that was a big difference like so restaurants were still open bars were still open and also retail businesses were all still open so that was one of the big things that changed um over the weekend and on monday there was a series of announcements that led us to where we are now, which is this place where the only restaurants that are open are takeout only. um, And the only businesses that are open in general would include those restaurants that are doing takeout, uh, as well as those essential, deemed essential. So banks, hospitals, food related uh, businesses, but that's like grocery stores and so forth, but that's it. So for example, all furniture, all mattress, Across the entire Bay Area, are currently closed um, and not allowed to be open. So, um, so that's kind of uh, that's a big change ultimately over the, this week timeframe. Um, because, because now um, it, you just really can't go do anything but those things.
1: Mike, can you can you tell us a little bit about? Um... I don't know, just and it's only been a couple of days for you, but like just the mental, like the progression of that from a mental perspective, mm-hmm. right? So like where your head was a couple of days ago, but now that they've kind of said isolate in place. And so people that you're talking to, friends in town there, or just kind of what you and your own family are experiencing, like what are you guys thinking and feeling kind of about where things are at the moment?
3: I'd say for the last two to three weeks, time has felt uh, we've been like in this weird time bubble where days or, or hours feel like days days feel like months um i i felt like um like thinking back to the day they announced that ispa expo was canceled i mean that was only 10 11 days ago or something like that maybe roughly i just remember feeling like at that point Oh man, I was still totally planning to go to New Orleans. <laughs> I was still like, you know, looking up places I could go eat and, you know, just really was like into that planning for that uh, experience still. And uh, when they announced that, I was not totally surprised, but I was really disappointed because I hadn't at all planned to not do it. But then, even as recent, uh, even as little as maybe two days after that, it seemed like Crazy that I was even gonna think about going to that. Like that's how quickly my mindset on that had changed. Um, so everything is just happening really fast, and that's why I, I mentioned to you guys before we started recording that, like, when I think forward, like it it seems infathomable to me that that the rest of the country won't be in the same place we are by the end of this month, because that's twelve days from now, which is effectively twelve months from now in this new <laughs> dog years kind of like paradigm that we're in. Um, and, uh, and so much will change over that time in terms of like the numbers that we're going to be seeing uh, of cases across the U S and um, just the amount of spread. And it, it, I just feel like it's, it's almost inevitable that we're going towards this, this place where as a nation, we're going to have to, you know, hunker down, Um, And and it may require like a federal mandate to kind of force people into that. So as far as like the personal level, though, like, you know, we're we're adjusting to it, but it is still super weird. I mean, I'm sitting here in my house. My wife also works. She's upstairs uh, doing video calls, uh, you know, running conference calls herself. Um, My kids are both in their bedrooms. (laughs) They're doing school. They're literally on like video school so like i'll go up and make a sandwich at lunch and i'll be like see my kids in the kitchen and it's like so how's the school day going kids <laughs> it's a very surreal thing here that we're all kind of going through our like independent lives because our lives had a certain amount of independence to them before this that was that included geographic independence We've now lost the geographic independence, but we still have that same amount of kind of like general independence, it's just coexisting all within the same four walls now, which is really kind of a bizarre thing. But again, it's it feels to me like this is the new normal for the foreseeable future. And so we're all kind of just trying to approach it with that mindset so that we can help kind of just readjust.
0: Obviously when you think about just these macro conditions and with this, this virus kind of spreading across the country and so many unknown variables that um, are, are yet to be accounted for, there, there's so much that kind of takes you out of the moment that you're in, which is hunkered down in your house, your family's all around you trying to adjust to the new normal have you had any moments to, to kind of zoom out and just think about just think about how you're going to think about this? Meaning how are you going to use this time? What kind of things are you going to do?
3: Yeah. Well, on a personal level, I I'm trying to think about things I can do to be uniquely productive during this time, you know, like whether it's things for my business, things that I never have a chance to get to in the sort of daily, um, you know, rush of keeping up with keeping up. Um, so that's certainly one aspect of it. But even just on a personal level, what are those things that we don't often have time to do, whether it's like doing puzzles or playing board games as a family, eating together at the same table every night? Um, those sorts of things, uh, I think we're trying to cherish those opportunities and make sure we're taking u- making use of those. And then, of course, like those little projects, you know, like whether it's making music for me is one, something, you know, or, or just... Uh, You know, for for my kids, it might be um, trying to get, you know, get faster, like they're out doing runs every day Um, for my wife. Maybe she'll do some painting things that she doesn't often have time to do normally. So those those are also our kind of uh, silver linings, perhaps of this new normal.
1: I think there's a lot of people that are kind of going through the same thing. (laughs) I was joking. I wrote a blog today and posted it at mquin.com and made the joke that Bridget's like cleaning out every cabinet in the house (laughs) and and is, is quite happy to do so right it's been forever and she she cleaned a fan we have this fan in our in our room and it's been dusty and so I walked by the room and she's in there with the towel like cleaning out all the crevices of this fan I'm like oh my gosh like we like you you've gone that far you're cleaning that fan it was just Kind of a She's already of,
3: down to like number 82 on her to-do list.
0: <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so true. Kinsley
1: and I have been talking about some projects we wanted to do. So we spent an hour and a half on the phone today, like really railing through some of that. And it, and so you're right, Mike, there is, uh, you can find some silver linings and that's, you know, finding time uh, is a precious thing. Anyway, time is, is very elusive and hard these days. pace is so quick. But, you know, you you said that, you know, it's like it's happening fast, but at the same time it's, it's happening slow. So meaning it's like it came out of nowhere and it's on us, but yet the days seem to drag on and, you know, I don't know. I think we find ourselves toggling in between, like, thinking about the health part and then we start thinking about the business part, then we start thinking about the family part and, you know... It, because this is all so new, it takes time to work through things versus before maybe some decisions will come very intuitively. My kid's asking me something simple like, hey, can I go somewhere? You know, I'm like, OK, hit the pause. But I don't know. Like, let's talk about that. Like, you know what I mean? So I know and your you perspective
3: on that is likely to change. I mean, what I was saying about the time right. is that you, your perspective on that might be one thing in the morning and something totally different by that evening. It's completely true. I mean, I mean look at March Madness like on on one day they said we're going to have March Madness without fans and the next morning by the, by the next morning I was saying to someone I wouldn't be surprised if today cuz it's essentially like 24 days later <laughs> yeah, right. they just canceled they just canceled March Madness altogether and they did that next day and the NBA went through that exact same sequence in the span of 2 hours so, I mean, that's kind of just the the information's coming out, and it's so mind altering the amount of information that is coming out like every hour that your perspective is just changing so quickly as you try to keep up with this uh, this new information. And that's the that's the crazy thing. on
0: well, and, it, and it is. I mean, you you look at people that are paying attention to the stock market as a signal um, for the health of of this turnaround or maybe maybe finding the bottom you know m- meaning if you find the bottom of the stock market and it and it tends to you know trend trend back northward oh th- that's going to be a great signal that you know we're on on we're going to improve sometime soon but uh, it's almost like the sheer number of major factors that get thrown into this crazy equation one of them can completely sabotage the other one. And like you said, that information is changing at such a quick clip. And then, you know, once we get to, to this thing, you know, we hit the number where it was all 50 States and now we're hitting, um, states are mandating schools shut down completely. Um, the play, you know, even when the MLB is canceled, you know, all spring training canceled, NCAA championship canceled, when the players' championship and golf gets canceled, which has lots of distance between people, you know that, um, that things are changing in a, in a way that's unforeseeable. So yeah, we, we haven't we haven't found the bottom of anything. We haven't found the flat line, that plane and anything. And I I think we've been looking at South Korea and China as an indication of okay, whenever the number of cases stops rising and it kind of plateaus off then we the might number, be um, we to a still point to see where... a
3: decrease in the number of new cases. I think that's right. the thing they're looking for. But...
1: Which which for us is going to be a while because we weren't testing for a while. So I think we're going to see a pretty, a pretty quick build on the number of cases. And then that'll flatline a little bit because, you know, the people that need to be tested will be tested. Well, let me ask you guys a question. So turning this whole thing back on our industry, um, you know, let's talk about if, you know, the, 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 retailers out there, you know, what are some things that they can and should be doing? I'd say number one is almost just accepting the fact like this is like, you know, things aren't going to be the same, uh, maybe ever, uh, but certainly for a while. So that's, I think where we start. But then after that, when things do settle and stores open up and, and, and people are, um, Okay, and and we've kind of figured some of this out, um, and, and maybe even between now and then. So, Magnus and we were talking about advertising, and you were telling the story. Your your wife's in marketing, and you know, watching some television commercials, and, and you were saying, "Oh my gosh, like, why isn't anyone even advertising right now?" So, talk a little bit about that, and you know, maybe um, your perspective on you know how retailers should be thinking about that part of their business.
3: Well, I mean, my wife always reminds me that the advertising we're seeing now on national television was most likely purchased and contracted in December or something. Um, But notwithstanding that, it still just blows my mind when we're watching TV and then we're seeing some ad about like, go to the Bahamas, you know, (laughs) get on a flight to do. just I'm thinking no one is going to do that right now. I mean, this is not this is a terrible use of money. So if I were an advertiser. You know, even if I had made those contracts, I'd be doing everything I possibly could to just say, don't run those now. At least push those out a little bit because it's just. Um, so, my advice to people in our industry would be like any kind of non performance based advertising that you're running, put it on pause for right now because. Um, so, explain just, what you mean by that
1: performance based, so to make sure everyone understands.
3: Well, if you're running any advertising where you only pay for the advertising when the sa- when a sale is made, um, that's fine because you're obviously going to see a reduced amount of ad expenditure during this time. But your ad expenditures will remain proportionate to your revenue, and that's okay. So both will be down, but that's okay. But you're doing TV, you're doing newspaper, you're not going to get any kind anything even re- remotely approaching. Uh, a respectable ROI on that investment right now. I mean, from what we're seeing on our website, traffic and interest in this category is way down. And what I'm seeing is that it is not only proportionate to um, the virus, we've seen like a certain amount to which it's decreased as the um, anxiety surrounding this virus has grown. But we're also seeing it's, it's proportionate to the stock market. So when people are feeling like, geez, today I lost 10% 10% of my 401k in a single day. They're not thinking about plopping down 1,000, 2,000 dollars for a mattress that day. They're not. They're not thinking about that at all. That's so far from from uh, even being something they're interested in researching, let alone pulling the trigger on. So um, I just think that we're in this environment where we are in free fall. And People aren't going to start looking for discretionary big ticket items like mattresses until they're on some kind of solid ground. So it could be that that solid ground is way lower than where they were a month ago or two months ago. Um, And in that case, like probably overall level of purchases while we're at that lower level will remain a little bit lower than they had been. But but purchases could resume. Some people will buy at that point once they feel like their feet are on something solid. But right now we're literally in free fall and no one's thinking about making this kind of a purchase. Well, not no one, but very few people are making this type of a purchase when we're in free fall. And so that's what I'd be looking for if I were a retailer and thinking about – when to potentially inch my non-performance-based advertising back up would be when do I feel like we're on some solid ground? When do I think my customers feel like they're on some solid ground? And then I'd be starting to dip my toe back in that water. But again, recognizing that that solid ground is probably a lot lower than where we were, so adjusting that non-performance-based advertising budget accordingly as well.
0: So taking a look at your current advertising, obviously very important. Um, Trying to make sure that your ads are, if you do have ads that have to run, can you change out the creative and make it appropriate for the environment that you're in? I I don't, I'm brainstorming here, but something along the lines of we know many people are stuck at home and you still want to be comfortable. We're able to deliver to your front door and leave it on your front door, that type of thing. I'm just, making it up. But, you know, sometimes you have to continue your advertising. I get that. But what else should retailers be thinking about with this kind of return on time mentality?
3: Well, yeah, I think that's that's the mentality I would have is is thinking of it as a return on time, because this is the asset that you now are, you know, we're taking away uh, the asset of like revenue and (laughs) things like that coming in the door. But the flip side of it is that you have more time. So I'd be thinking about taking on those projects that you never ordinarily have time to get to. Um, so that could be taking a closer look at your website. Um, it could be taking a, look, a closer look at your overall marketing mix. Maybe you just kind of haven't had time. You've known that like, it probably needs to be updated for where people are doing their research today, but you just kind of haven't really had time to sit down and really think about it and think about how you want to make those changes. Well. Now's a good time to take on any kind of projects like that that have long-term strategic value for your business, but that in the day-to-day rush of things, you just often don't have time to uh, put top of your list. The cleaning... fan of your uh the equivalent of 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 cleaning the fan actually they're more strategic than cleaning the fan i gotta say (laughs) there are many more things strategic than that
1: so you guys where my head kind of goes to is messaging so when things do turn the corner so isn't this like we've always kind of talked about how important it is to not just product price and promotion advertise the category Because we are are sitting here with a product that delivers sleep, which delivers quality of life and happiness and potential weight loss and improved memory. And you can be sick less often and increases joy. I mean, isn't that like maybe more than ever? uh, Maybe isn't that the message we should be talking about when we come out of this is, look, sleep's a big deal uh, mental stress, anguish, all of that can be terrible sleep disruptors. And you really got to take care of your body. You got to take care of your mind. You got to take care of your soul. So make sure you're sleeping well, whether it's a new bed or a pillow or candles or stress relieving factors, yoga, meditation, exercise, like try to serve your community in being the ambassador of sleep which ultimately and eventually will mean products, but maybe for now it's not about products at all.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think that's another good use of time is how to, like, what's your strategic uh, message to your brand, behind your brand? Um, I think another good example would be, um, you know, I've talked about, I think on this this program, um, the what I call the three C's of retail. And these are the things, these are the three things that, in my mind, in a world of retail that is radically changing, this is long before coronavirus uh, was on the map, it was radically changing as, and being transformed by just changing consumer behavior patterns. Um, the fact that manufacturers are going to increasingly sell direct um, to consumers. So in a world where consumers can buy online, can buy the, maybe the same products that you carry directly from the manufacturer online, um why should they shop with you and that's what are the long-term um sort of sources of competitive advantage that give you you as a retailer a reason to exist long term in that world and i those are the three c's um so those are uh curation customer service and convenience so um, curation means that if you shop with us you are going to make a better choice than you would if you hadn't come into our store and bought through us. Uh, customer service means that if you buy from us, we are somebody who's going to have your back and we're going to have your back for the duration of the time that you own this product, which is going to be hopefully the better part of a decade or more. And convenience is means that we can do things, we can offer you things uh, by virtue of being in your local community that, that you can't get when you buy something from a factory thousands of miles away. Whether that's the ability to try it before you buy it, same day delivery, or any number of other things that local retailers are uniquely positioned to do. So I would be thinking about, in my mind, every retailer should be picking one or more of those three Cs and saying, this is what we're building our long-term value proposition around. We are gonna build our brand around the fact that we are, you should shop with us because of one or more of these three C's so strategically I would be thinking about those things like how do we reposition our everything that we do whether it's our selection our in-store selling process like if you're talking about curation it could be it could be your selection your in-store selling process your how you train your salespeople um, any number of, of, of technologies you could introduce uh, to to the shopping experience. Uh, if you're talking about customer service it could be your store policies it could be um, it could be again sales training and things like that Um, if you're talking about convenience it could be the unique things you're going to offer in the way of delivery or trials and stuff like that so but whatever it is you pick one of those one or more and then you think about what are the changes we could make to really develop a clear and strong value proposition and build our brand so that, like, when consumers think about the fact that they need a mattress, they'll automatically think of, oh, this is, uh, there's a good reason I should go to this local retailer instead of going uh, and just buying from the manufacturer directly.
0: Uh oh, I lost you guys. I nope. lost my audio. Oh,
3: I lost there. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, we're Sorry, back. Sorry, yeah. Just <laughs> you- what it is. Whenever we think about our three C's, the curation, customer service, or convenience, the last piece of that is, is what you said, but communicating that. So if you're going to choose one of those as your unique brand proposition in your marketplace, I think it's incredibly important to figure out how you're going to communicate it because those those three items can be really meaningful to people as long as there are vivid examples Um, Or memorable ways that people are able to absorb that message from the retailer because it's what I call a lot of times hollow words quality service value They are just this opaque Picture of of what this person offers me as a retailer, but it's not meaningful and vivid So if you can take something that you do um, and I've used the example in the past and when mark and I did something for nationwide this class there was a um, a heating air company that that understood if the hvac unit all that sheet metal that goes around it started to vibrate it would rattle out the screws and if it rattled out the screws it would have a negative impact on the entire unit its functionality and it would start to break down over time so this company every time they would come in and, and offer service would put in red screws and so if somebody from that company came back they knew which screws had been changed out by them and it became a a very vivid, tangible example of quality and service, and some of these other hollow terms that weren't necessarily meaningful to people. And it allowed them to latch onto it. So I think when you choose one of your three C's of retail, figuring out that communication piece with vivid examples is only going to help you push that message and get it to be more sticky more quickly.
3: Yeah. So maybe just to step back even from that, it would be what you're thinking about during this downtime. Once you've selected which of those three C's you want to be building your uh, brand around, what are the actions we need to take, the changes we need to make to our business to support that? Um, How are we going to demonstrate those changes to the consumer? How are we going to communicate how and where in our advertising are we going to communicate uh, that message to the consumer? And then the last piece would be, how are we going to substantiate that we did this in terms of the customer feedback that we get online. That's kind of the complete circle of activities that you kind of need to align around that
0: new objective, that change. I really I really like that last piece you put into place because at that point, you've staked out your position in the marketplace, you're doing something about it, and then it becomes substantiated by third-party through third party credibility, which is the consumer feedback, whether that's reviews on your site, video testimonials, and then that that becomes a flywheel effect because that person's endorsement of your business now markets your business without you having to do it.
3: And it proves that you did what you said you were gonna
0: do. Did Quinn just get a cup of coffee handed to him? Delivered to me.
3: Thank it's you. about time because he's. I think he's yawned like four times during. Oh, did you notice that, Yeah, I I, mean. I, I, <laughs> I thought because we had that
1: thing on where you could only see the person that was talking. Like maybe you missed it, but what? I like I'm texting my wife. I'm like, you have to bring me coffee because i have
3: yawned like four times. These guys are boring. <laughs> oh my god, you have no idea, Bridget. Yes.
0: can you bring me two more thumbs so i can give them four (laughs) thumbs down
1: they drone on and on oh well look at the cup though this will bring you some joy look at that guy right there (laughs) christmasy wow it's a christmas mug so no i think you guys have a great point i think um also really important in terms of time because we have it now it just made me think about like the importance of e-commerce and i think we know that but there's a lot of small and mid-sized business businesses who would say, oh, well, we have a website, but you know, either they're not transacting business on that website or it's not what they want it to be. So I think this is an important moment to understand how critical it is to have that extension of your business online. So a couple of things, not only can people uh, interface and learn about your business and the products that you sell in the shopping phase, but um as business continued continues to evolve and, and more people are buying online and, and most certainly times like this, I mean, who would have ever like thought up this scenario? So I mean, not saying that anyone should have planned for this part, but that's why it's really important to really get that part right and be able to run a business online and transact online and get a little bit more comfortable with, um, Mike actually, Goodbed.com and driving reviews and and in and, and engaging in performance-based advertising that um, find you know people that are working with you, Mike, um, are happy to pay you a fee because if they are, it's because a transaction took place and um, they actually created revenue as a result of doing business with you. So I think people need to think about their business business a little bit differently. Really get focused on your website. What kind of assets do you have on there? How are you building value? Don't talk to me about how you're transacting. That's fine. But what does your copy look like? Is it conversational? Is it easy to read? Is there videos? Are your photographs compelling? Do they look good? And just kind of and then and maybe go visit some other people's websites and look at what yeah. they're doing and make some notes about you know how you want it to evolve. But the digital part, the presence online, and partnering with guys like you, Mike, um, how important that that is as we do come out of this, which will prepare you for uh, anything, really. What are your thoughts?
3: Well, absolutely. And I I do think um, we can can help work with a lot of retailers to help raise their profile online. That's one of the things that we do. We're probably the only place amongst all the places that people go research their mattress purchase online that uh, isn't In business strictly to convince you not to buy in a local store. (laughs) I mean there's there is uh, as many people know uh, a a small army now of spam review sites out there and every single one of them exists solely to explain to you why you should not buy from a local retailer. and those are our competitors. That's who we deal with. But, um, but we have to, um, constantly remind the industry that, that we are really trying to help, uh, the consumer and help good companies, uh, succeed. And that, that is irrespective of whether they're selling locally or online. We have, we're completely agnostic. Um, and we, we help people across, uh, the spectrum. So, yeah, absolutely. We're happy. We we love working with with local businesses. Um, uh, you also mentioned uh, a second point though that I I am forgetting now that I wanted to come back to. Um, oh, the website, people's websites. Um, I think it's really important. Um, you mentioned like beyond the transaction, and I would just echo that thought because I really believe that for most local retailers. Not that they shouldn't be thinking about uh, driving transactions in the long term through their website, uh, especially in this current environment. Um, But I really think that in a more normal environment, the benefit of that website for 90 plus percent of their visitors is how to get those people into your store. So in looking at your website, are you giving people a reason, a really compelling reason to come into your store? Um, so that, that would be the lens. And part of that goes back to those three C's. Like, uh, is that message coming across? This is why you should come through to our store. This is why you should buy through us when you have so many other choices. Uh, but, but it goes beyond that. So you should be definitely putting that lens to your website. Am I giving people a compelling reason
0: to come to my store? I think to put a bow on some of this, it really is a great time, uh, you know, assuming, you're not facing anything uh, dire uh, at the moment. It's a great time to do deep work, and the the deep work is is really what sets the foundation for for where the business can go. And I think we have to operate under the assumption that although we're facing the new normal at this moment, um, you know, we could be getting to a point. You know, nobody knows whenever that opens up and things return to normal. But when it does. People, people are gonna need mattresses, they're gonna need furniture, they're gonna need help finding the, the right mattress for them. And um, so I, th- I think the preparation phase is, is kind of where we need to plant ourselves and uh, you know, get ready to capture that consumer attention whenever it does come back. I mean, I don't know what the messaging necessarily looks like on the back end of this, but people are going to have been at home for longer periods of time likely than they've ever been at home. And they're going to notice things like the lamp or the light fixture that needed dusted as number 82 on the to-do list. They're going to work their way all the way down to 182. And, you know, along the way, they might have noticed, wow, this mattress for being stuck at home this long really doesn't serve my needs. Um, and, and that home goods list, I think, will be a lot longer than it was in the past. But, you know, I
1: I think Kinsley froze on us there. Oh, um,
0: I, this is just the fake freeze.
3: I think he's uh, he's just he's just holding that pose. I knew it. <laughs> Did I hold the oh, pose? There he, is. there he is. Um no, no it, we didn't fall the, for it. I,
1: I, I think you're right. I think it's the the message and I think that's why it's so important. Like for what, what's happening right now with retailers, right? So you a lot of the retailers listening to this, they have Facebook audiences, they have a community built around something in the social media space. So it is critical right now to be uh, not to be tone deaf, right? And so strike the right chord with your audience and not be selling at them right now. As much as you want to bring them in and as much as you want to sell stuff to them, uh, there might be a more empathetic way to approach that. So serve them, give them information that might be helpful. Um, put up uh, little uh, tips, like going back to the whole, like be about sleep, little tips on how to sleep better, how to mitigate um, stress in your life at the moment. little tips that way, because when the time comes for the consumer to get back in the market, they're gonna think back at you know who connected with them and and uh, who was really the kind of um, I don't know, the kind of retailer, the kind of community partner uh, that uh, you, you can you can really take this opportunity, I guess, and actually connect with your audience in a deeper way which will make you the preferred place to come shop when it is all said and done. So
3: I agree with that. I do think that there's, um, there's, there's goodwill to be built up now, even when it doesn't necessarily culminate in an immediate sale. I definitely think that there will be lasting com- businesses that establish lasting goodwill from the actions they take during a time of uh, crisis like this.
0: We're always talking about figuring out ways to show your values, prove your values, and this is a great time to show your heart. It might be a little confusing at the moment because I think there is an element of shock that has kind of arrested people for the moment. But once you get your your bearings and you figure out what the new normal is, you can be as creative as you want to show your heart with these guardrails set up. And I think that's um, part of that return on time that you can put in place is trying to figure out how can we show who we are. Guys, um... Minus the, minus the freezing episode, I've uh, really enjoyed talking with one of you more than the other, but I'm not going to say which one.
1: Thank you, yeah. Kinsley. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I'm sorry. No,
3: I, I, I appreciate that the fact that I was able to not yawn really made an impact on you, Kinsley.
1: <laughs> okay. That. So, hey, listen, it's a physiological reaction to lack of yeah. sleep. No, no so or in I'm your case,
3: sorry. not talking. I think it's just the reaction to listening to someone else without my own mouth moving just brings this like fatigue.
1: But you know what's so funny about that is
3: (laughs) when when people are
1: talking that and they're saying interesting things, I have no problem at all staying awake for them. So it's really, uh. Um, okay, so just to to hit you with something on the way out here, I think it's very important. Two things. Number one, be careful right now to online uh, in your own personal circles like I see people like being critical of different things that are going on in the government, I see different news outlets uh, attacking certain things. All I'm going to say is I have very little patience and it's really starting to piss me off actually. Like now is not the time for that stuff. Like I get that you know m- maybe you would do it differently or whatever, but I think right now I think what this country needs more than anything is to feel the sense of unity. And coming together around a problem. And I guarantee you that the government isn't going to do everything right. They're just not. Uh, Nobody would. If you were running the country, you wouldn't either. And so just acknowledge that all those people are probably working 24 hours around, uh, around the clock trying to figure this out for people in this country. And it's tough. And so don't be that person right now. Just try to figure out ways to bring people together and serve the people in your neighborhood or, uh, you know, back to the business community part. I think that's really important. So I just want to say that because I've seen some really bad things like being said out there and it's just so stupid.
0: And when you say bring people together, you mean metaphorically, not physically.
1: Metaphorically, spiritually, right? Post some positive things if you can. And then uh, no matter what you do, I think you need to go search on YouTube for the monkey fight in Thailand. Um, the monkeys there, it, it, it happened. It, this is reverberating out to even monkeys in Thailand. There's a, a a place there that's a tourist site that tourists usually would come and like feed all of these monkeys. And there aren't any tourists, so the monkeys are hungry. And they got into a big brouhaha, and um, it, it's worth going to look at. So.
0: You just don't know who's who's fighting who or who's on whose team. It's just battle royale.
1: If you're a monkey, how do you know whose team you're on? I mean, you're all monkeys. I mean, there's no, there's no jerseys to that, right? So you're like in this big brawl, and you know, and you're you're probably like punching somebody, and the guy's like, "Hey, dude, I'm on your team." And I mean, I don't know how the monkeys differentiate that. So I don't know. It, it's it's a it's a bad problem.
0: I saw a a monkey with a Team Quinn jersey on. It was in the video. <laughs>
3: was he on? He was- He was getting pummeled.
0: Pummeled. I mean, just he was yawning the whole time. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. I would like the the record to show that there was a ganging up on one of the marks of this show. And I will let the audience decide which
3: one that was. Those viewing at home will will know it was (laughs) (laughs) well-deserved. Those who are viewing the video version of this, I mean to say.
1: Well, I was going to thank you're... you for being on the show, Mike, but I think we're past that. And I don't really care if you ever come back at this point. So, My,
0: Mike, uh, Mike's going to remain in the bunker and um, keep us posted. Uh, thank you for being on the show, no matter what Quinn says. I, I thought it was great. I, I enjoyed it to the point where I was engaged, not yawning, riveted, and I had a wonderful time.
1: Kinsley, he engaged me. It was you that I was yawning about. Let's just be honest about it here. Uh. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, yes. Mike. Yeah, thanks for definitely for being on. And and I think it was good for me to hear, like, you know, we're not there. We're in the middle of the country and we're in a small town. And um, it does bring perspective for me and makes it real. And, um, you know, not that I wasn't taking it serious, but it, it was really good to hear you you talk about that. So, hearts and, and thoughts and prayers are for everyone in your town and everyone in, on the west coast and on the east coast that are dealing with it in a different way and stay safe and bunker down and um, stay out of your wife's way thank you and likewise you can bounce on it bounce with it bounce with it bounce
2: with it bounce with it all right <laughs> As ice. And I'm hot like a heater Bounce by the ounce, now, now we, we got, got it by the leader well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right uh-huh. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more Get yeah. the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it Lay back, you don't have to practice It's the best thing to happen to your mattress yeah. Get together to do it like I did Everybody get hybrid Keeping it loose while keeping it tight. We can make you sleep or play all night. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of a comfort core You can bounce on it. No stopping when the beat gets played back. Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back. Party over here, get invited. Everybody get hybrid. is the magic is. And we just killed a, a song, song about, about mattresses,
3: mattresses.